0: Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Mr. Warren Hayes Show. I'm Mr. Warren Hayes, and I hope you are ready to listen to me talk to bro, about bro wrestling, because that's what we're going to do for a couple of hours now, uh, right here on, uh, well, wherever you're listening right now, whether it's on youtube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes or your favorite podcast application, right? Because the audio is out there. You've got the, po- you got the video on YouTube. Look, if you're on YouTube right now, consider giving a like. All right, on the video, do it right now. Do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. That's great, and it helps. It helps out a great deal for the uh, for the future of the podcast. It helps it grow. And if you if you would like to subscribe as well, that would be I'd be much obliged because then on top of that, you will never miss a single thing that I do, including my AEW Dynamite reviews, which I do every Thursday, the day after the show. So that's you know that would be great, and you can also do that on your favorite podcast app as well because the audio everything I do ends up on the podcast on the uh, on the audio side as well. Uh, and if you're there, five-star review on Apple podcast, a five-star rating on Spotify, that sort of stuff helps out tremendously, helps grow the podcast, that's generate more attention. And I want more attention. I'm a, I'm an attention fiend. So help me out here. Just, just do it. Um, all joking aside. Thank you for being here. Thank you for your support. Thank you for everything that you, that you do for listening, for watching. Uh, thank you for joining the Mister Warren Hayes Show Discord if you like to talk about pro wrestling. Thank you for joining. Come on in. The door is open. We're waiting for you. Uh, and uh, the link is in the description if you want to come pop by and check out the place. We're a nice bunch of we're a nice bunch of Jackson Jills over there. Uh, plus, uh, you know, you, you, you can also become a member of the Mr. Warren Hazel channel, which is another way to show some support on YouTube. If you do that, well, then you get access to members only streams. Uh, so, you know, all things to consider if you like what I do and you, and you're able, and you're like, here, here's a little something, something for you. Warren, I appreciate it. It, 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 it'd be very meaningful, would mean a lot, but it already means a lot that you're here. And for a WWE heavy show. Today, because look one of the big ones the Royal Rumble a a pay-per-view that I particularly like happened this weekend uh so I'm going to review that uh in detail we're also going to preview NXT Vengeance Day we got some news from Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock being at Wrestlemania or not this year uh we're going to talk about all of that stuff there's so much to go through thank you very much for being here without further ado let's jump right in we can jump right into it, or can we? Hang on a second. What's going on here? There we go. That's better. Hey, I don't know if you noticed here at the bottom, right? But I have officially started the countdown for the most exciting wrestling match that I am that that I and you should be a- a- anticipating: Kazuchika Okada versus Kaito Kiyomiya, which is happening on um, February twenty first. I have officially started the countdown, which I am putting here. We are twenty days and about 6 hours away from it from the moment that we're recording this you should really be excited about it because it is it is fan- what an angle what a story this is awesome and then they're going to beat the hell out of each other in the Tokyo Dome for our enjoyment pro wrestling rules it really does Um, in the meantime, though, before we get there, because there's still 20 days before we do get there, let's kick off the weekly wrestling inspection. Might as well, uh, might as well just go right ahead and, uh, start, you know, don't bury the lead. As the as the journalists say, you have to lead with the with your best foot forward. Let's start talking about the Royal Rumble twenty twenty three that happened earlier this weekend. Um and and boy oh boy, Dave Pazewski, nice to see you, good guy, Dave. And boy oh boy oh boy, did the uh, did the Royal Rumble do do some good business for WWE? And 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 you can't take that away. That's just uh, and it, honestly, it's uh, that's good news. It's and it should be good news for everyone because the Alamo Dome, right, in San Antonio, Texas, was uh, packed, packed to capacity. WWE announced what fifty one thousand. I think I think though like, from what I understand, you know, the, the, you know. You, there's a there's a gross estimation that includes usually WWE and those numbers includes like they include staff they include um, approximations of who is uh, who are in suites and stuff like that. Um, but uh, but this here, uh, look you can't you cannot say that this was not a success. Live gate seven point seven million dollars is what WWE reported. Seven point seven million dollars. I think like this makes it. I think this makes it like the 11th uh, biggest wrestling gate in the history of pro wrestling. And I think it's like the second biggest non-WrestleMania gate in the history of, of, of pro wrestling. I, If I'm not mistaken. Viewership of the event on The Peacock went up 52% versus last year, of course. We do need to point out that uh, peak ups and subs have roughly doubled since last year as well. There's twice as many. So just keep that in mind, you know, uh, merch sales are up 30, 135% from last year's rumble. Of course, everyone, I mean, you have a, you have some hot products, you have some hot commodities. They're going people are going to buy merch. So 135%, that's nuts. Even said that the sponsorship revenue was up nearly 200% um, You know, they said that the viewership of the event went up 52% That there's more people who who, who watched it I think um, it was even determined that domestically 2 million people watched uh, the Royal Rumble on Peacock And those are domestic numbers because The Peacock is not available outside of the United States The rest of us watched it on the WWE Network So... You're saying 2 million uh, million viewers, right? Which had me questioning. And I think this is a legitimate question. And I've talked about this before, but I think it's still still a significant question to ask. What constitutes a view on Peacock? Uh, Is it like, how long does it take? Before a before someone who's sitting down watching any type of stream is considered to be a view, uh, I know like on Nielsen when they uh, when they calculate uh, when they calculate their uh, their top streaming shows they consider a view to be two minutes in. Is it the same thing on Peacock? I think that's a safe it's a safe barometer, you know. But uh, so essentially. You know it's like uh, it's like on Facebook right uh, Facebook it's like 3 seconds is a view of a, of a video something like that I don't quite remember but like it's a, it's an insanely short amount of of time that is you know that that constitutes a view on Facebook for Facebook videos which has a tendency to to boost numbers very artificially and maybe not exactly realistically Mr. Fantastic good to see you by the way welcome so so we have this we have this uh, 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 the, the, this the, this situation where I I can't help but wonder what you know what is a view what constitutes a view and and in this context let's just assume we're we're, we're throwing ballpark things let's say that peacock is in uh, follows uh, the Nielsen definition of a streaming view you know what uh, what constitutes a streaming view which is two minutes. We have no indication of whether or not these people watch till the end, right? This is why we have quarter hours uh, on TV ratings, right? Because it just because you're watching the first 15 minutes or the first half hour of a show doesn't mean that you disappear, right? Um, and um, and it, so so that's ultimately the thing, right? It's the the this, the stat that we're missing. Um, the stat that we're missing that makes it really interesting is is uh, uh view time. That's that's really what's that's really what uh um sorry, uh I got distracted there for a second. The um so that's essentially it. It's like if 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 we had like total view time, if we had or even percentage right that becomes interesting because because here's the thing right it's like if you it's like anything if you you know if you watch a thing and you stop watching like i get that you started watching it but ultimately did you stick with it and that's something that streaming services are able to measure much more easily than nielsen is capable of doing with regular television uh right because they're absolutely 100 percent Gathering this data, in my regular line of work, whereas I don't work in television or or, or movies, uh, I do work. I do work with streaming services, so I know that the streaming services collect this data and share it with their customers, their their client base, their 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 content providers, essentially because in a lot of cases for these streaming services and I'm not saying that this is a paintbrush that it happens the same thing for everyone uh it's 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 really not the same thing for everyone but in a lot of cases um, um, there's this there's this math equation that exists where the total amount of views or listens um, that are registered for a That, that are registered across the, the the entire platform for a month Are then re- subdivided by each provider By the amount of content they supply Versus the number of hours that they specifically received You know, it these are very fairly complex uh, uh, algorithms essentially That are used to calculate uh, the royalty payout essentially WWE probably doesn't consider that doesn't maybe isn't doesn't necessarily get payouts in that regards because we know they get an advance deal. It's part of their deal with uh, uh, it's part of their deal with uh, uh, NBC Universal. But but it's still interesting to think that th- like the most significant statistic, which is view time that would be the one that would be much more interesting to get to to to, to peep your eyes on because if if you're getting if you're getting 75 percent view time that's a raging success if you get 50 percent, that is excellent as well if we're talking about 20 15 10 percent of your view time is that, well, then it's not it doesn't look as great because then it becomes a question of people tune in check it out then they stop watching and they don't come back that's essentially what it means but of course that's not the type of data that WWE is going to share with the with the with the viewing public again like I said because a lot of this is a, a lot of this is you know it's business information it's BI it's stuff that companies don't want to share with others they they don't want to share their these types of minutiae reports so that their competitors can tune in. And say, well, look, if WWE is doing this, then I should be able to to cut a deal. This because that's where that's where the deals are cut. It's on that type of information, as opposed to just hey, the number of views. Sure, and you know, if two million people flipped on the Peacock and and were like, oh, WWE, and checked it out. That I mean, that's impressive. Don't get me wrong. It'll be more than any anything that I will ever do here on my little side of youtube but uh but the really telling statistic the really the 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 good data that would really i feel allow us to get some type of of, of insight into whether or not this was really consumed by the viewing audience we don't have access to so two million views pfft, all right that's cool and all but ultimately uh, you know it's the it's the view time that counts and even on youtube and in the chat where you know there was a question how does it work on youtube youtube is 30 seconds you have to watch a youtube video for 30 seconds before it's counted as a view and then after that when youtube starts uh, starts uh, when, when when the youtube algorithm starts getting involved in this it considers the number of views to be one metric among others and it's it's not as weighted as heavily to the views as it once was because youtube has learned as time progressed that a view doesn't mean that you're sticking to through to the rest of the video so that's and and that's one of the reasons youtube for the past few years right up until they launched shorts and very you know very recently um right up uh, they you know they were starting to favor videos that lasted more than 10 minutes because they want more people to stay on the platform as opposed to coming in watching a watching a funny 10 second video and then leaving. They want people to stay, they want people to engage more. That's why they brought in live streaming because they want more people to stay on the platform. More people staying on the platform means more engagement means more advertiser revenue. It's all good for them, right? So that's why, you know, it's, you know, um yeah, that's why you know the 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 idea of making longer form content on YouTube itself is a good thing. And that's why they're creating shorts on the side as a secondary thing that you can create. But it's like two systems that don't really, that are propelled differently into the YouTube ecosystem. Like the shorts are specifically like for quick in and out videos, but they still want you to do the long form stuff as well. So, I mean, look. So, and your view time, your viewership time that counts that weighs heavily in how the algorithm loves you or not views as well you know if you get lots of views within a short period of time after you've posted the video that looks good to the algorithm the algorithm is like oh shit there's a lot of people tuning in to see this then we're going to promote it more essentially So, very that's a it's a it, that's a very short primer very very short anyway anywho Back to what we're talking about, you know. Regardless of the fact that uh, whether I'm being nitpicky about the two million is, you know, because I feel like it's a bit of an empty number, but you cannot deny how good this was for business for WWE. Um, huge gate, tons of people, uh, like it was amazing. It was it was absolutely a a fantastic financial success for them. Was it a financial a fantastic success as far as in a wrestling show goes as a wrestling show goes? look, here's the thing and, and I'm gonna preamble this. We're gonna preface this. I'm sure that if you are a longtime listener of the show, you're you're probably expecting half expecting what I'm what I'm gonna think about the show. if you want, if you want a podcast which is going to, uh, you know, go. You know, uh, uh, um, uh, uh, gush over. You know, all the the extraneous affairs that occurred on 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 this show. There are dozens. What am I saying? Hundreds of them out there. That that will that will scratch that itch. But here we're going to talk about pro wrestling. No, but yeah, you you could absolutely go see SmackDown It Raw. But the thing here that with Matt. Uh, Matt and the crew uh, 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 Katie and Vince I don't know why I was blanking out on their names But Matt, Katie and Vince They're cool And they're fun And they're gonna make it fun, right? Whereas there's other people who, Look, I don't want to disparage anyone's work And I especially don't want to give the impression That I was disparaging Matt's work Because Matt is fantastic But we're, we talk about pro wrestling Here on the Mr. Warren Hayes show So this is the preface, okay? Are we ready to go? Are we good to go? Show started off with the Men's Royal Rumble. Cody Rhodes defeated the the floor to win. I'm going to take a victory lap. I'm going to pat myself on the back. This is Warren Hayes' victory lap right here. What have I been telling each and every one of you since WrestleMania last year, Cody Rhodes was going to win the Rumble, and I said, and I've been saying it consistently since. And the only time there was a wrinkle that was thrown in this plan in my brain was when. Was when uh, 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 Cody got injured and Seth started to start. Seth started to fill a fill a vacuum that was there, and it was like, and 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 Seth, being a Triple H guy, was like, you know what, you know what, this might flip to Seth. He he might, but but Co- Cody, they hyped the return of Cody, <clears throat> and this goes even before the vignettes reminding us every week that Cody was injured it turned into a meme for me and for people on the Mr. Warren Hayes discord whenever we saw that one of these videos we we're like did you guys know Cody was injured what it turned into a meme because they were repeating it over and over and over but you know I look can't blame anyone for not knowing what was going on right you can't just say what the fuck I don't understand where are the video packages, Christ we got one every show for about three or four minutes, reminding us that Cody was injured, so we're good. But it went even before that. I told you guys, the minute, the minute he came out at WrestleMania with the entrance he got, was like, this is the guy, this is the guy that they want to be the guy. He would not have this type of presentation. He would not have this type of presentation if they didn't want him to be the guy. They were doing fucking Cody countdowns, uh, countdown clocks on raw. Why is that? Why did anyone have any other skewed perception of what was supposed to happen up to, at the Royal Rumble than Cody Rhodes winning the Rumble? I don't know what, I, I, I don't know what anyone, well, Triple H got in charge and maybe he changed things. Cody checks every box that they want out of a champion. He looks the part. He's he, uh, he dresses the part. He's a PR. He is a public speaker uh, 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 champion. All-time champion. This guy can handle any PR situation. He'll be at the scrums. He'll be asked a question. And he'll divert it into something else. And you won't even know that he's finessing you. Jesus Christ. Like... I promise, I, God damn it. Everyone was coming up with these, these scenarios. Oh, Sammy's going to win the Rumble. Sammy's not even, he's not even going to sniff the Rumble. That's not how storytelling in WWE works.
1: This is my victory
0: lap. And I'm going to take another victory lap when he wins at WrestleMania because this is something else that I've been saying for months. And he's the guy who's gonna beat Roman. And everyone's like, come on, Warren. It's gonna be Jey Uso. And I'm like, motherfucker, Jey Uso? At WrestleMania, are you nuts? It's gonna be The Rock, Warren. Now that The Rock is out of, oh, we're gonna talk about The Rock anyway, don't worry. Don't, don't you worry, we're gonna talk about The Rock, if we have time. I've already spent 10 minutes just on Cody winning the thing. Anyway, my victory laps are coming. My victory. <laughs> Jay White never stood a chance. That's why he didn't come. He knows better. He did tweet out hashtag catalyst when it happened. Anyway, let's keep going. Overall thoughts. Overall thoughts. Uh, 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 um, uh, of the show here. I'm not going to break that again. Let me say another little preface here. The Royal Rumble is quite possibly my favorite WWE pay per view. I think systematically it is because I enjoy the show that is <clears throat> the Royal Rumble match. I do, and and you have to you have to be severely uh, you have to be severely out of ideas to to pull a a a a royal rumble 2022 where you're like what the fuck did i just watch this year it was a perfect royal rumble i thought it was just fine it did it scratched my itch because i'm not a fan of battle royals i'm not a fan of battle royals i think they're goofy uh and i don't think most of the time they're not well produced and i think and i said this even on my preview last last week one of the qualities that the Royal Rumble has is that, generally speaking, it is it is the best-produced Royal Rumble. It is the best-produced Battle Royal out there, it's systematically, every time. Because the idea is for you to see someone you like arrive at a certain moment and get in do a spot and do some cool shit and then we move on to something else we move on to someone else until we get to the final four and I like the guessing game of the of the final four I like the idea who's the iron man who's the iron woman who's going to be who's going to have the most eliminations and all that that shit is fun that's fun Like, like to that's fun so I enjoy the rumbles overall and I thought the men's was fine I thought it was cool I you know you know, I'm I'm not of the oh well, there are no surprises really. I don't care, like it doesn't matter. Like the 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 this thing about there should be surprises in the Royal Rumble is a fairly new thing. And when I say fairly new, I mean maybe you know, of course I'm old, so everything seems new to me these days. Um, but maybe like what ten years, you know, something like that. Like Royal Rumbles weren't designed to be surprises. They were designed to have. You would always have, you know, some unexpected people join, but the idea is to put the it's to put the roster over. It's to use your roster in a situation where you can tell some stories. But this, you know, I I I like this. I, I thought it was fine. I enjoyed it as much as I can enjoy a Royal Rumble. You know, it's never going to be, it's never going to be like a, a match of the year for me. You you do you know you, but it's it's a good time. Except in 2022, but we're not there anymore. So let Warren let go of it. Learn to let go. Uh, a few notes that I wrote down here. Karrion and Cross got geeked the fuck out. This is a guy that was brought back to much acclaim, that stood down, that stared down uh, Roman Reigns, and he's getting geeked out. Something fierce. He's got the whole. Is is Kross' Cross's gimmick uh that he is a 12 millimeter film aficionado? Is that his thing? I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what it is. Uh pretty Kyle, nice to see you. I'm only as I'm as handsome as as your legs is smooth are smooth. How you doing? Welcome. Uh Dominic Dominic is the last of the judgment day to be eliminated from uh the um From the Royal Rumble, and everyone, because this is not a Warren Hayes original. There's, there's a lot of us who share this opinion. You know, all of us who are saying that the Judgment Day is a vehicle to get Rhea Ripley over is absolutely right. Is absolutely correct. And in the meantime, they're using they're using our modern day honky tonk man, which is Dominic Mysterio, person with limited wrestling ability, but has just enough dislikeability uh, to. To, to be able to to do something with, they're gonna they're gonna use this guy until uh, until the irony runs out, because this is all irony. You know, we're, there's gonna be a moment where this gimmick will will have run its course, and I don't know what the hell they're gonna do with him after. But whatever they do decide, it's going to already be too much. Dominic is Dominic is a puddle, and and the fact that he's the last of the Judgment Day to be put over. To 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 be tossed out of the ring, I'm like, all right, Damian Priest, you know, even Finn Balor's being a being a, a geek anyway. Kofi dry, tries to do a spot, but he gets eliminated because he lands awkwardly on the chair, and he lands awkwardly on the chair. He wants to land on a chair, and he flips over, and and then he'll, but wait, his foot is on the armrest. Both feet didn't touch the ground, and I I went back and I rerun the. Then you know I, I I you know I skipped back and I watched it and I was like no 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 he he flippy dude around on the floor he he rolled on the floor both feet touched. that that guy yeah you, know, you, you can't you, you can't run it thankfully they didn't try to insist that that he was indeed uh, not eliminated because he was absolutely eliminated he was one hundred percent eliminated so thankfully that was a thing and you know you know i know there's some discourse as to whether or not it was planned or you know if it if if he botched it or not i think the way he landed kind of looks like a botch here's what i'm going to say about it i think it i i think it should be time for uh for kofi kingston to retire the royal rumble non-elimination spot i think he has to re- I, I we're good he can find something else but I I think it's time Last year This year You know You know As we're mentioning in the chat The most important thing Is that he's not hurt Right Because his head His head uh, His head took a nasty A nasty spot But um, You know If he If he got eliminated this year it wasn't that big a deal It didn't have too many implications As opposed to last year Where his elimination uh, His elimination sort of Got rid of a few spots that were planned with Big E So Big E was in the Royal Rumble for a while Not doing anything It was a bit of a cursed Royal Rumble last year The men's was So anyway I think he should retire it And it's fine Like it's not as if You know Quit while you're ahead You know We all have really fun goofy memories Of of Kofi doing the the, the Kofi spots And that's fine That was one of the things every year You're like oh what is he gonna do What is he gonna do now it's just not working out anymore, and it's good. But the memories will live on. Brock Lesnar comes in, gets eliminated by Bobby Lashley, and I'm like, bold new direction. Vince is no longer in. Charge. <laughs> no, no, and I mean it. Like I, I thought that I thought that was a great decision. I, I was not expecting it, and I thought it was a great decision. And kudos to Brock for coming in, being in the Royal Rumble for two minutes, and getting his pay. After Omos comes in, I feel there's a bit of a lull that happens. Logan Paul comes out convinced that he didn't get the reaction that they were hoping for. Nice little spot though. Despite the fact that Logan Paul is a complete and utter scumbag. Let's never forget that. Uh, nice little spot. Sure, he picked up wrestling faster than a lot of people. And he seems to be a natural at it in any physical sports really. But he is an utter scumbag. Okay? Just not forget that. The final four is Walter, excuse me, Gunter, Seth, freaking Rollins, Austin Theory, and Cody Rhodes. But of course, they have to do. Oh, we forgot this guy wasn't eliminated. They did it with Logan, who eliminates Seth. Cody eliminates Logan and uh, and uh, and Gunter after they do, after they go into a, 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 after they get into attrition, and that, those final few minutes, chef's kiss, that's my, that's my crowning moment, that is the best part of the entire Royal Rumble for your boy, Mr. Warren Hayes, wrestling related, of course, no, I mean, honestly, like, first of all, you know, I was slapping my thigh, because I was like, look, Mr. American Nightmare, American Dream, you know, red, white, and blue USA, you know, superstar taking on the foreigner. And I'm like, oh, is this a throwback? Is this, is this a throwback? Is this, is this Rocky Four? You know, I, I, I thought this was great uh but holy shit like this this ruled like the final stretch of this royal rumble absolutely ruled and walter came in at number one so he was in there for like an hour and 17 million minutes right like he's been he was in there for the entirety of the thing and he's chopping the shit out of cody right cody's like yeah my pick's not my pick is fine now he's like okay we're gonna we're gonna give it a test run Clong, clong. Cody fights back. There's a shattered dreams for his brother Dustin. Walter Power Gunter power bombs Cody, uh, but Cody lands the crossroads and dips water over the uh, wa- 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 Gunter over the top rope for the win. So, a very efficient, well done, well executed, well planned out Royal Rumble. Because, as a Royal Rumble should do, it ends and you've got what it, it it sets up WrestleMania matches. You've got some ideas of where we're going here, right? Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar, for instance. That's you know, if you didn't see it before, it's crystal fucking clear now. Um, Ray versus uh, Dominic, right? This is something that they've been teasing at for a while. Uh, I forgot to mention in my notes Ray Mysterio did not come out when his number was called, but then Dominic followed after and he was holding a a Ray Mysterio mask. I guess to let us uh, imagine, suppose that he punked his father out. Apparently, Ray was legitimately injured at um, at uh, uh, SmackDown last week, so that's why he wasn't able to to be in this. But I mean, you know, that's also set up Logan Paul and Seth freaking Rollins as well because uh Seth didn't quite enjoy getting eliminated by Logan Paul and I put out this uh very controversial tweet uh or was it a tweet or did I do it in the discord but I did mention it's like right you know as far as a high profile match for Seth for Wrestlemania this is it for him Logan Paul versus Seth you're like what are you the fuck you talking about look the WWE universe is enamored with Logan Paul. They think he's the bee's knees. He's rookie of the year and so on and so on. And they're clamoring for more. Uh, and he's one of these outside superstars. And, you know, again, despite the fact that I think he is a complete and utter scumbag, he is still nonetheless a, a, a valuable property for WWE. And don't get all high and mighty on me. Don't get all high and mighty on me because they're... How many times have you seen uh, 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 um, scumbags in pro wrestling uh, being uh, being attractions in pro wrestling? Now, come on now. All right? But still, like, objectively speaking, for Seth, this is a big-time match for him. And it's going to be a big-time test for Logan Paul because, you know what, here's the thing. If Seth Rollins... Being the the pro that he is, like uh, you know, the skilled pro wrestler that he is, is what I'm trying to say. He could expose Logan Paul if he wanted to. You know what I mean? He, he could be he could be the William Regal to the he could be the William Regal to Logan Paul's Goldberg if he wanted. But he's not gonna do that because he's a pro. He's gonna do what he has to do. Edge also showed up at the at the. um at the Royal Rumble and him and Finn Balor again. Why are we still why are we still doing this? Why is that still a thing? Forgot to mention Booker T was in there too, which apparently he found out he was going to be in the Rumble while he was uh doing the uh the pre-show. And now Cody Rhodes is facing Roman and it was a good tale, it was a good story for the Rumble, and you know what I also like in all of this? I like how Cody's, uh, I like how Cody's uh, war against Walter uh, didn't, uh, didn't take away from Walter either, and established Walter as a fucking badass, the man was there from number 1 till the very end. And he was still bringing it to Cody and Cody was have Cody struggled. Cody struggled to get the win. And that's not a bad thing. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm saying like this this is this is a thing. I, you know, I th- I think I think this works out perfectly. I think this is very good. One hour and eleven minutes was he in there? So now we can make sure that WWE doesn't feel pressured to talk about Chris Jericho's record anymore, right? Because they had sort of written that one off and saying Rey Mysterio was the longest. And I'm like, no, no, it's Chris Jericho. But we know you're why you're not mentioning Chris Jericho. But it's not, so we're never going to have that discussion ever again, Walter. Gunter an hour and 11 minutes I thought it was fine I like I said I enjoyed the World Rumbles and I think this one was was spot on it did everything it was supposed to do was it the greatest thing in the world no I thought the last few minutes were absolutely remarkable if, you know this is what this is what's frustrating with WWE is that I know they can I know they can allow their guys to wrestle and girls as well. They can, they can go. They have the talent because when they, they can give us moments like this where I'm like, this fucking rules. Why can't we have a full 15 minutes of this? But it's like, no, overproduce the house styles so on and so forth. Anyway. I'm going to say hello to King of the North. Our boy Evan, member of the Mr. Warren Hayes Show. Nice to see you. And that led us into... And that led us into the Mountain Dew Pitch Black Match. Where Bray Wyatt defeated LA Knight and uh <laughs> uh this stunk this was bad this was bad um um it, I, I don't even know why i'm i sit around and i'm like well you know what i don't know why i try to even give these people um any kind of fair shake when it comes to oh we're gonna do this you know what because as we were going along as we started crawling you know like a like you know like a like a bug that has that 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 has that has three of its legs torn off as we were crawling to this match week after week and no one was talking about what the stipulations were I was like I was in the back of my mind and i was saying this is this is trouble this is a problem if they're not telling us what the match is is because it's going to be goofy it's going to be it's going to be uh, uh it's going to be just outside of the realm of anything that makes sense in wrestling and it's and the execution is going to be bad and i and it checked all these boxes it checked all these boxes i'm going to tell you if i want to go and run around and see, you know, things being splattered around. You know, I'm going to go to laser tag. Because I don't I don't want to sit down and watch people play laser tag. And I don't want to see people sit around and, and, and wrestle like this. And you know what? Here's the thing. You know how often I say, how I talk about WWE is a television show that is recorded live in front of a studio audience. As opposed to a live show that is also recorded. I saw more than enough tweets about people in the audience where are saying, we can't see a thing about this. Tweets about people opening up their, their grabbing their cell phones and, and looking at the network, turning on the network because they can't see shit of what's going on. That ultimately is extremely disrespectful to the audience right there who can't see shit for a match they paid for a show they paid hundreds upon hundreds of dollars for, if not thousands, With the the packages and whatnot, and they sit there, and the lights go on, and it's like, woo! all right, it's rave time, let's, everyone, let's get, grab the ecstasy, let's fucking go, (laughs) let's let's pull on some Paul Oakenfold, let's put on some Plastic Man, let's put on some old school prodigy, what about the, uh, let's play some Acid House. This shit sucks. It, like, it sucks. And here's the thing. I could could forgive the goofy-ass presentation if we got a wrestling match, but we did not. And this goes right. It feeds directly into every critic of Bray Wyatt out there who say he's mid, that he can't wrestle, whatever happened there was a collection of spots this was not a wrestling match it was shit happening it was shit happening spots i don't know what why did they hide confetti glow-in-the-dark confetti in the uh in, in commentary table i don't know i can't tell you why did they trim the uh the kendo stick with uh you know with black i don't know I can't. I, there's, I can't explain anything about this match. I can't explain the finish either. Not the finish, but the the post match angle. I don't have a problem with the post match angle. Post match angles are what they are. Doesn't interfere in the match. I don't give a shit. I still don't understand it. So Bree White put on another mask. I'm sure this is all lore. This is all lore. It probably makes sense to uh, to everyone. The whole bunch of people who, who watch this, but me as a casual WWE viewer, which by the way, don't forget, I am the target audience for WWE, right? I'm one of the casuals. As a casual viewer of WWE, none of this made sense, and it made me mad. I was sitting there like, what the fuck am I watching? After I got over the good chuckle, the good hearty belly chuckle of the lights going out and the ropes glowing in the dark and 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 and, and, and you know. Uh, uh, not seeing anything on LA night glow other than his crotch area other than that once I was done laughing having a good belly laugh out of that I was like what the fuck are we doing what is this what am I watching what is this this is not entertainment this isn't fun it's not fun you can't say this was fun I've heard a lot, a lot of ways to describe this match from people who were saying positive things about it. I have yet to hear someone saying, you know what, this was pretty fun. Oh, they tried out something new. Oh, it's uh, oh, what oh, what, what a bold direction. Oh, what does this represent for the lore? Yeah, Bray Wyatt looked awesome. No one says this was fun. And do you know why? Because it wasn't it was objectively bad you can you can give them all the you know to i you know what if there was if there was an if wwe was in contention for emmys you know i'd nominate this for art direction Man, I could really go for a Mountain Dew pitch black right now. <laughs> and I, I think this is... He's so mad about it. Here's the... This is why I think I'm... Re, this is why I think it reaches deep down into me. Because it does piss me off. And I think this is what bothers me. Is that I... I have always been a Bray Wyatt guy, up until this, up until the Uncle Howdy, all this comeback stuff, where I think it's too much, but I have have always enjoyed Bray Wyatt, from the moment I saw him and everything that he was doing, the fact that he came out with an entrance that was like no one else, that is not a typical pro wrestling entrance, right, with the old theme, and the Fiend stuff with the Firefly Funhouse, I thought it was just just enough dosage. I thought it was great. And then, the, you know, at some point, everything started tumbling apart. The Things started falling apart. And we all started blaming Vince. Ah, oh, Vince got his hands into it. I have a t-shirt. I have a Bray Wyatt t-shirt. The cartoon one with the chainsaw. I have that. The Scooby-Doo style. a barbera I have it. Because I liked it. I legitimately liked it. I, there's a video on this channel where I break down <laughs> the, the 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 WrestleMania Thunderdome match that he had with John Cena, where I deep into where I dig into it. I I did one of those because I dug it. This I think is insufferable. I think it distracts from everything that we the reason why we watch wrestling, which is watching people wrestle. And I think that's what frustrates me because I I'm, I'm supposed to like Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt. I'm supposed to like him. But this is all it's all too much and and it's it's too it, it distracts from everything we should be excited about for pro wrestling and it just delivers something which is not entertaining and not a good fight. I don't know what this is. I don't know what this is, but it's stunk. That's all I know. What? That's all I know. It's stunk. This is a dud. Plug. Oh good to see you, sir. Between two beards podcast. Nice to see you. DGMC. Nice to see you as well. I saw your super chat, by the way. We're going to we're going to get to that. And we had the wwe raw women's title match bianca belair defeated alexa bliss man i don't know what happened like what it was this what was this mid card there was nothing here bianca belair is in control early on alexa bliss chop blocks her Just bends bianca back uh strikes by, by by bliss uh she uses uh bianca's hair and chokes Bianca Belair off the second rope. Bianca Belair misses, uh messes up. Um, um there, well look, there's some back and forth until Bianca KODs her. And we get the win. And then after the match, Uncle Howdy appears on screen for some lore again. Um here's here's the we- this is the weird thing. Like, I I don't think there was any chemistry here. I don't think it was exciting. I I I, I I thought this was a low effort low level raw match um and and frankly and I've noticed this I feel like ever since she's come back, I think Alexa Bliss has been mailing it in I I it, I she doesn't come across as having the 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 uh the bite that she used to have. I don't know if it's because she's tired about being pushed around and creative and it's coming through like there's something that I don't think she's getting in wrestling anymore because I feel she's just there and she's doing her things but that's it. I feel like she's she's not providing anymore she doesn't have the spark and it came across here as well this wasn't very good this was a flat flat match under eight minutes and but you know maybe maybe once she gets back into the um uh into the uh into the fiend lore maybe she'll start feeling energized again but as it stands right now right now and let's be clear here. If she want if she's distraught and bored and uh and um uh you know she she doesn't have the spark anymore I don't blame her. Her creative has been shit for years. It's been shit for a long time. I, you know a, a a a a prospect a a woman on that roster who should be someone that they can turn to someone she has everything she has everything that they like in their women's wrestlers everything and yet here we are and she, and 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 we're all sh- we're all shrinking it's like where is the mean girl Alexa that was a lot of fun you know where's that spark where's that energy where's I don't know man. Bianca will be moving on to bigger, better, brighter things, but, uh, whew. let's move on to the women's Royal Rumble match where Rhea Ripley defeated the field from number one, joining a very select crew of number one entrants, making it to the end, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Shawn Michaels, and I'm forgetting someone, Taker? I'm forgetting someone. There's like four people now in the history of WWE who have done it. Hang on. Who has won the Royal Rumble from number one? Um, Oh, Chris Benoit. And Edge. Edge? Hang on. We got we to get some clarity on this. Not Rey Mysterio. Hang on a second. Winners from number one. It's Shawn Michaels, Chris Benoit, and Edge. It wasn't Stone Cold. Stone Cold has won the most Royal Rumbles. But we have Shawn Michaels, Chris Benoit, and Edge in 2021. There we go. There we go from from the number one spot. So uh, Rhea Ripley in a very select group here. Good for her. So she was able to uh, to go through the entire the entire crew. So that's so. And I was a little worried, right? Because earlier in the Men's Royal Rumble, she got into because the Judgment Day and uh, Edge, they all got into a thing, and Rhea Ripley got involved. So Beth Phoenix got involved and she spared Rhea Ripley. So Rhea Ripley was coming out and she was selling the injury. And I was like, ah, there you go. There's their out. There's the goddamn out. There, I am so mad about this out because I, right? Rhea was the one. Rhea's the one. Again, I don't think there was anyone else who really was in a position to be like, no, it had to be Rhea this year. This is, Rhea has never been this over. Do something, listen to your audience, do something that your audience wants to see. Put Rhea over in the Royal Rumble. They did. But when she came out selling the injury, I was like, oh shit, you want, this is going to be their out. Oh, Rhea Ripley got eliminated because she got kicked in the gut and it's all Beth Phoenix's fault. So WrestleMania, Beth Phoenix versus Rhea Ripley, which is quite frankly would have been a terrible consolation prize honestly anyway but that's not what we're getting dana brooke early on tried to break uh, ria's nose botching her whatever she does that face plant thing that she does and ria ria bled I'm like, okay this enough's enough damage control uh, roxy of course from nxt is in this couple of nxt women here uh roxy um, Indy Hartwell, which I was oh God, they gotta get Indy out of NXT. She's just they gotta do that. Honestly, what a trooper! What a trooper to still be <laughs> to still be around that NXT stuff. Um, Zoe Stark looked great. I like Zoe Stark. I always did since she came in because she's a pro wrestler, but. I don't know what kind of success she's going to have on main roster because she doesn't have the look that they want for main. I don't know if she's going to have a successful career in WWE going up on main, but Zoe Stark is a hell of a professional wrestler. Damage control, they're taking out all sorts of people. They're working the trio, the being in control. You know, I think it's too little too late. I, I feel, you know, damage control has been geeked out way too much. They were never established as a powerful force. It's just like, okay, now it's just happenstance. It's whenever, you know, it's whenever there'll be, there'll be a force whenever the story calls for it. Otherwise, yeah, you know, you'll lose matches all the time and so on and so forth. We get Piper Niven. This this drop nonsense is done. Dewdrop. Do what are we doing? We got Piper Niven, who's closer to her, her you know, Viper Back when she was on the on the UK Indies. Fantastic. That is good news. That makes that was something that made me happy. Chelsea Green makes her big return to WWE, gets geeked out. Lasts all but uh three seconds was she broke a record, right?
1: Nia Jax returns.
0: Commentary was putting this over as if like this long, uh, long regretted superstar had returned. And it was Nia Jax. She's got merch up there. She wasn't on Raw. Will she be on SmackDown? It's fucking company, man. Anyway, you know, they do the thing where everyone gangs up on her and then she does She lifts her arms and goes, BLAH! And then everyone flies off, you know, that thing. This fucking company. Anyway, final four, Rhea Ripley, Liv uh, Morgan, Asuka, who came back closer to her Kana persona than anything. Murder clown, which was very nice to see. And I think Asuka needed this, a little bit of a refresher. I don't know how aggressive they're going to let her, they're going to let her be. Because Asuka can be bloody violent. But uh, that was nice. Nikki Cross is also in the final four. Nikki's eliminated by Liv. And then all three women at the end uh, have a, a final sequence on the apron, which was really good. It was a good final sequence. Worked really hard and it was dramatic. Asuka missed Liv, who gets eliminated. And then Rhea, Oscar uh, gets eliminated despite uh, missing Liv. And Rhea eliminates Liv. Of course, they used to be tag team partners and buds and all of that stuff, right? So, I th- I, again, I thought this was just fine. It was fun. It was all right. It's a Royal Rumble. I think it was less effective than the men in, his, in setting up matches down the line for WrestleMania. You know, I love how commentary tried to put over, here's a dream match between Tamina and Raquel Gonzalez. I'm like, what? No. Who? A dream. Who? What dream match? But Raquel and Tamina. Come on now. No, no, stop now. Stop. But, you know, outside of, you know, continuing the Bailey Becky feud, Becky doesn't have any friends. I don't know if you've noticed. She has zero friends, but I get what they're doing, right? They're doing the stone cold. You know, don't trust anyone, loner thing, I get it. You know, but I feel like the I feel like babyface has no friends is it, it's a little tired and it and it and it doesn't make sense. Becky has to have at least a friend. She has to have at least one, right? You could use this to put someone over, you know. But uh yeah, you know, it's um I don't know, man. I, I don't think it was as effective because I, it hasn't established, it doesn't, it hasn't established many matches for for WrestleMania. Now clearly, we're doing a royal uh, an elimination chamber for the women at elimination chamber to do to uh, to get the um, to get Bianca's um contender uh, challenger, excuse me at WrestleMania, because Rhea has challenged Charlotte, let me speak on that for a second, I don't think that was the match, I thought the match was Rhea Ripley and Bianca, because those are your two hot young prospects from right now, who are going to have to do the heavy lifting, once your four horsewomen are all gone, you already lost one, there's three more to go, they're not going to be doing this forever, and they can't always be at the top, because people are going to get bored, that was already a situation, So, I, th- I think this is a miss. Now, you can pull out the history, and I understand it. I get it. Rhea talked about it, and I appreciate that, 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 that they're leaning into that history that they had a couple of years ago at WrestleMania to rekindle this feud, but I still think it's a miss. I still think that's not the match. I still don't think that's the match. The match would have been Rhea versus Bianca. That would have been one with tons of heat. Because here's the thing that they're risking to do. This is the thing that they're risking again. For some bizarre reason, for some wacky, wild decision, booking decision here, they've decided to make Charlotte a baby face again. For some reason, they're thinking this is the path we should go. And now they're throwing Rhea in here who is... Over people really like Rhea. What do you think is going to happen here? Hopefully they'll have their ear to the ground and will be ready to react when the audience inevitably turns on Charlotte. I think it is inevitable. I'm just saying. I think they're 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 running this is a gamble they're pulling here. yeah, women's Royal Rumble again. Royal Rumble match is fine. Thought it could have been used to put more people over. Get more interesting matches set up. Even if it's not for WrestleMania, set them up for the road to WrestleMania, right? Anywho. WWE undisputed universal title. Roman Reigns successfully retained. Defeating Kevin Owens in the main event. Um, Kevin Owens gets in control early on in this match. So lands a cannonball on the floor. Sent on by, uh, by Kale. But Roman fights back. He lands the drive-by and a Liger bomb. Superman Punch. Uh, Superman Punch lands. But Kevin Owens sidesteps a spear. Hits a Swanton. Now, there's this spot where Kevin Owens whiffs a, a, a springboard, moonsault probably, and lands on Roman Reigns who was ducking out of the way, um, uh, who was rolling out of the moonsault's way, right? Which was the planned spot, but Kevin slips and and lands on Roman. But you know what? This was really, really well recuperated because then Kevin was like, okay, he he instead of going back and trying to move, he... he gets Roman back into position hits a senton then goes back to the ropes and does a straight up moonsault right safer to execute he's not gonna goof it off this so he recuperated the botch did the spot again because he needed to continue that spot to continue the flow of the match because that's how WWE matches are produced and I think it, that was done perfectly by both guys and I think you know if anything that's what happens when you have pros like that guys who have been up and down and have wrestled in any type of environment and have had any kind of surprises happen to them You have a guy like Kevin Owens who's Like ah, no big deal Sent let's try it again But a different way And it worked Sure it would have been nice If the springboard moonsault had worked But it didn't What are you gonna do So he he goes for the moonsault And then Roman Reigns rolls out of the way as planned KO eats a spear but kicks out of the pin attempt We get a ref bump A pop-up powerbomb by Kevin, followed by a low blow by Roman Reigns, and then the shenanigans get started, where Sammy is ordered to get a chair. He hesitates to give it, and he's like, I I don't know where the chairs are. And I'm like, okay, what's going on here? It allows Kevin Owens to hit a stunner on Roman. Roman kicks out of the pin attempt. Superman punch, spear. Kevin Owens once again kicks out. Kevin Owens is on the floor. Sami Zayn tells him to stay down. Why don't you stay down? This is a callback to... There are multiple matches where Kevin Owens... And they say that to each other all the time. Why won't you stay down? Then we get the spear through the barricade spot. No big, uh, no big surprise there. And... Uh, very violent. The, probably the most violent thing I saw the entire show. Where Roman Reigns slams... Uh, Kevin Owens back first Onto the stairs Like literally on the stairs And Owens' head sort of snaps back And he does it again Don't get me wrong I'm not sitting here going "Oh yeah, No, this ruled Gets him in the ring Hits the spear Gets the win Now before we get into The rest I want to make something clear here I thought this was a well-worked, hard-worked match. It was lacking a gear. I don't think it was all that fantastic. Good work. Not great. Good time. But an entirely forgettable match. And it, Which is weird because Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns have better chemistry than this. Maybe they were saving all the emotion for the angle at the end. But um, uh, At this point I think back to their other matches that they had And I was like Well they were much better than this I was expecting more Out of this match than what we got It was Again like I said Nothing against the work I think it was there But that's the thing It was there It's as if Hey let's get through this match So we can get to the important part Right So now let's talk about it Look I am thrilled to the gills That all of the Bloodline stuff Happened post-match I could not be giddier I could not be more pleased that, That, friends Is good news to me Because if you recall my Survivor Series review I absolutely hated the main event Because it could not keep the fucking nonsense, out of the match, I mean, it completely burned the match for me, took me out of it completely, but here, post-match angle, let's fucking go, and they took their sweet time with this, now, again, you guys know, the bloodline stuff, it's not, it's not for me, I can, I recognize that it is, it is something that WWE fans adore, enjoy, But I think it's the same story they've been telling since the inception. It's always been, who is not on board with the bloodline? Who does Roman not trust? At first it was Jay, then it was Jimmy, then it was Jay again, then it was Sammy. And it's been Sammy since July, where Sammy is constantly proving himself. Wasn't Sammy, wasn't the whole deal with the Survivor Series finish was Sammy having to prove himself. Right? Wasn't that the deal? Wasn't that the thing? And the trial, the trial sort of proved it, because all the stuff that Paul Heyman pu- pulled out was like, "Well, Sammy did this months ago." Yeah, but Sammy is supposed to have atoned for this since then. Like, the, you know, the, the bloodline is really a story where thing where the the same wheel is being spun all the time, and for some reason people don't realize it. But I think they don't realize it because. I think this passes for good storytelling in wrestling when in fact it's it, 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 it it's just it, it's the same thing being recycled over and over again. It's been well executed, it's been well put together, the drama is there, but the story, the story hasn't evolved, it hasn't changed. It's still which guy. Does Roman does not, does Roman not trust? It's always been the thing. And now we're still doing it with Sammy. Anyway, I thought the angle was good. I thought it was well done. Well done. Like I said, they did it post-match. That is a, that, that right there, right then and there, that's a win in the Warren Hayes column. It was a little drawn out. I don't think it needed to be that long, but oh my fucking God, that chair shot, that Sammy Gay Roman was one of the loudest reactions I've heard from a world wrestling entertainment crowd in a while and you know what it works and I I can't sit here and bitch and tell you that it's not working because it is and anyone who says that it's not working is in bad faith even though it's not for me even though I don't care for it even though I'm like Even though I look at it and I'm like, this is the same thing that's being told over and over and over again. There is no denying that this angle worked and has been built to this spot to get what? To get a huge reaction from the crowd. And they got their huge reaction from the crowd. And Sammy is over. Sami is over like crazy. He's never been this over in the company. Never, ever, ever. Not even in NXT. And that's what you do it for. That's what you do it for. The WWE fans, the universe, they love it. They're into it. And I can appreciate it. And I see, I I understand why. I understand the mechanics of why this is successful for them. And, And I'm glad that WWE is doing something that is connecting and resonating with their fan base. And And the fact that they're into this is what will make this Royal Rumble feel special for them. This is why Royal Rumble 2022 will be talked about and remembered by WWE fans because of this final moment. And I'm okay with that. And anyone should be okay with it. You like this is this is what you want. This is why you do this kind of stuff. You want these reactions. You want people to get up out of their seats and and get invested in your company. And, you know, they're telling a good story, apparently. One that's working, again, it's working with the audience, with their audience, with their core audience, and what more do you want? So, all in all, if I were to wrap this analysis up, I want to just be, the one thing that I will say that intrigues me legitimately, and not just like on a, on a, you know, on a, you know, speaking removed from something, and we like, okay, I mean, the one thing that I think that intrigues me is the Jay Uso situation, that's something that I'm going to be like, okay, I'm curious to see what, what is going to happen next here, because I was not expecting Jay to bail, very interesting, uh, little wrinkle here that I did not see coming, I saw the Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn thing happening. You know, I saw the bloodline falling apart. I called it, you know, but I didn't think it would fall apart like this. It's going to fall apart at WrestleMania officially. I did not see that coming. The Jey Uso thing did not see that coming. Not even, not even for a a minute. It's good. I mean, that's a good wrinkle. I'm curious to see what they're going to do with that. but you know personally i have trouble gushing over this because again like i said like i look at this and i don't see the same things as other people are seeing in this i i can appreciate that the angle is well put together and well produced for wwe fans and wwe fans are really excited about it and it got a huge reaction and that's fucking amazing that's what you want with, with wrestling right but as far, but I want that that kind of reaction with matches. That's what I because that, that's why I watch. That's why I watch wrestling. You know what I mean? Anyway, as I said, if I wrap up my analysis of the Royal Rumble 2022, this wasn't a good wrestling show. Okay, it, like it's nothing extraordinary. In fact, there were some bad matches on the show. Um, I would say fun to bad. The, like this is not a good wrestling show this is not something that you're going to go back and look at fondly for the action where you're going to be like okay hey, there was this you know there's not enough good stuff here to go and say yeah recommend it there's the, there's the there's the there's the 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 final four of the royal rumble of the men's royal rumble which was bananas especially when we were ended up with cody and walter that was extraordinary stuff Like, top-tier stuff. But the rest is all passable. It's all stuff. If you're into the angle, you know, and again, like, here's the thing. The Royal Rumble 2023 will be remembered fondly by WWE fans because of the final moments, which, uh, you know, I cannot dispute inarguably were special. They had built to this moment, and it was executed perfectly. There's nothing bad I can say about that final angle of the show, but it's window dressing. You know, it's it's not something you sit down and rewatch. If you like pro wrestling, you know, if you're like if you're like moi, this isn't it. This ain't it at all. It's going to be one that you skip. But you know, like the Royal Rumble matches, like I said, the reason I watch and I think this is the way they're approached. It's a festivity. It's a party. Everyone getting together to do some cool shit and you know set the pace for WrestleMania. That, that that's what this is. It's a it's a kickoff point. It's a it's a reset. It's you know it's New Year's Dash in New Japan. This is what it is. I thought the royal rumble matches were fine i enjoyed them it's not even comparable to 2022 because last year it it was just a bad show this this is not a bad show but it's not good either but the kicker this is the kicker right is that there's a lot of wwe fans who thought the matches were disappointing because there weren't any surprises in the royal rumble matches right And and this is what i keep telling you about the wwe universe they're concerned about surprises and big jolts of energy the the wwe universe pops for entrances they pop for the catchphrases they'll have very specific wrestlers that you know that once they they start juicing it up for for wrestling they'll get excited but those are the those are exceptions right until the last minute people were waiting for the rock hell there's still people saying oh they're just throwing it off they're throwing us off the scent they're just reporting this. They're saying these things to throw us off the scent. He's going to show up at WrestleMania, you know? Because WWE fans, that's what they want. They don't want the matches. They want the moments. And this is this is a perfect rumble to encapsulate that because it will be spoken of fondly for years, despite this being a very mid-card. Like I said, there's some, the, some fine matches here, but there are also some bad matches. Bad, bad, bad. Everyone leaving the Royal Rumble saying, on top of that, saying, Sammy should be the guy. Despite the, despite the fact that Sammy went on Ariel Hilwani's show to say to people, don't expect it. He literally told people, don't get your hopes up. I'm not the guy. And he's not the guy. We were talking about this with the members podcast on Friday because we were discussing this. This was a point in the Observer this week. So we were discussing it with the members. You should become a member of the Mr. Warren Heschel to have these discussions together. And join us on these streams. Sammy doesn't check all the boxes. He, he d- Despite being over like crazy and it, despite... These bookers, these promoters, you know, while well, they they should be listening to their audience and reacting to what the audience wants, these the Sammy is not what they want. We're right back in a Daniel Bryan situation here, D- no question about it. But Sammy's like, I, I honestly I don't give a shit. Like as opposed to Daniel Bri- uh, Brian Daniel Daniel Bryan Brian Danielson, who was like. No, I want to be world champion in this fucking company. What are you talking about? I'm, I'm over like crazy. I'm making you guys money. Sammy All right said, it's not going to be me. So stop, 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 stop. Don't get your hopes up. He said that. And yet people are like, this should be the match at WrestleMania, not Cody versus... Ro-. It's not going to happen. It's going to happen in Montreal because it makes sense for it to happen in Montreal. Because Sammy is from Montreal. Sammy is going to have the reception of a lifetime at an elimination chamber in February. He's going to be he he is going to be able to eat for free in that city for the rest of his life moving forward. But he doesn't check the boxes. This is not what they want. They want someone, they want someone who is presentable, who carry, who looks like a champion, who is a a, a, a you know, who, who can do the PR game, who can do, who can sweet talk and finesse his way out of any questions. Any, they want Cody. Cody is the man to do it. And they announced that It's Roman and Cody at WrestleMania. They announced it made they made the match last night on Raw. It's done. I've been saying for a while the match with the Usos versus Sami and KO is the match because then because the real gravitas of this bloodline thing is the relationship between Jay and Sami and this is what they're going to drive home in the next few weeks where where Jay is going to have to come to grips with the fact that he's been betrayed and his feelings are hurt And he's going to have, look, he's going to have to choose between family and this, you know, or what are you going to do? Are you going to do the right thing? You're going to pick your family, and all that shit. That's probably what's going to happen. I hope at this point, everyone, look, I'm the greatest D-list podcast with the A-plus audience. I think at this point, I'm going to take a mini victory lap again. Everyone should start listening to me. I've been saying it since WrestleMania last year. Cody's the guy. The whole fucking live tour to WrestleMania has his face on it, has his his neck tattoo all over it. They wouldn't do this if they didn't think he was the guy. I don't know what to tell you. They're going to have to be real careful because people could turn on Cody. They're just going to have to be careful. But listen, the Royal Rumble ended on a spectacularly high note on a storyline that resonates with WWE fans. So they forget everything else that happened on the show the, the, the fans will dismiss the wrestling And will tell me That final angle And it was great Don't get me wrong But they'll be like That ah, final angle man That was amazing And WWE fans latch on to things that are great And that get applaud, applause And that are objectively good And they push it real hard They push it hard Because I think deep down inside I think they know the product isn't up to par With what's happening on Everywhere else in the world I think they do The in-ring product. And everyone starts talking about matches. All they have to fall upon is stories. And when the stories stink, which is most of the time in WWE. When the stories are terrible. The only thing that they can latch on to is whenever something works. It's like, look, at or when suddenly out of nowhere you get a really fucking great match. Like, Walter versus Sheamus. At uh, Clash of the Castle. It was on my top 10 matches of the year. I think it was like number 7, number 6. It was my highest rated match. Uh, wwe match of the year it was extraordinary what did i hear throughout it's a match of the year nothing comes close nothing comes close i'm like look it's an absolute match of the year it's a banger but frankly i've seen better matches than that but i'm not dismissing that this is a match of the year but then they just clap on they collapse on to anything that is really good because i think they know that overall Deep down inside, the product is mid. a <laughs> oh, very generous super chat by DGMC here. But that was my look. That was my Royal Rumble and uh, pr- review, analysis, thoughts. It's ultimately if it were not for that final angle this would be an absolutely forgettable show one that would we just put away we like all right it happened it's fine it's mid not outright terrible but not n- not good um since we're on the um since we're on the subject of WWE WrestleMania we're talking about all of that you know and all that there's a uh, there, 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 there's been a lot of scuttlebutt and talk over the past few days uh and um about the presence of of stone Cold Steve Austin and Dwayne the Rock Johnson uh who were uh you know being rumored to be at the big show and so on and so forth and and there's been a lot of reports popping out right and left from from uh, from newsletters, news sites, uh, you know, Fightful, and The Observer, and and everyone's been sort of saying, you know, oh, the Rock doesn't seem to be ready. He doesn't seem to, you know, and and like I said a few minutes ago, like people were like, oh, but they're just saying that to throw us off the scent. they're they're going to be there. They're going to be there. The more things are looking, the more things are are probably turning out to no. They're not going to be there either of them. Neither Stone Cold. Neither Dwayne, and uh, this has been compounded this morning today by one David Meltzer, young upstart wrestling journalism, who was on, on Wrestling Observer Radio this morning talking about exactly that, exactly about Stone Cold and um, Stone Cold and and The Rock. And he straight out said that it doesn't appear that Stone Cold Steve Austin will be in action at WrestleMania 39. He provided an update on Austin's WrestleMania status. Meltzer stated that while Austin was offered matches for WrestleMania, Austin had turned down uh, wrestling at the event. And this is his quote from The Observer. Quote, 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 quote. As far as Austin goes, Steve might be at the show. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised at all he might do something on the show, but he did in fact turn down wrestling at the show. He was offered Brock Lesnar, he was offered Roman Reigns. He could have named his opponent if he wanted to if he wanted to to do it with anyone else, but he did not choose to wrestle on the show. Meltzer added that it's a situation that's similar regarding Dwayne Johnson, aka The Rock. Says Johnson didn't feel he had the time to get into the type of shape he would have needed to be in for a WrestleMania caliber main event this year. Meltzer said he opened the door. The door was left open for The Rock to wrestle at WrestleMania in 2024. And we talked the, like The The Rock stuff is not new, but I think we're getting to a, to a point where it's like we have to stop hoping for this and if it does happen well fantastic we'll be all surprised and isn't that what wwe fans want they want to be surprised the point here for the rock first and foremost because i've said what do you mean he's not in shape he's huge he's jacked well just you know you know arm days doesn't necessarily mean that you're ready to to fight in a wrestling ring, right, you need the total package, you need to be, you need to have been lifting, you need to, you know, your cardio has to be up to speed, your fucking moves, man, you got to rehearse this, you got to train, you got, you, you just don't jump back in and be like, okay, let's go, that's not how wrestling works. The, um, So 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 you know I, I I think on that front the Rock is just I, I I think I think he's cooked now he wants to the door is open for next year but how far longer can the Rock go what how, he's what he's fifty he's fifty and he hasn't wrestled in a while now listen we've had we have precedent of wrestlers who haven't wrestled in a long time being in their fifties in their sixties and coming back out of nowhere and then pulling some stuff off and you're like wow okay I these guys shouldn't be able to go like this at the, at their age so we don't know maybe he's one of those no but if we uh, you know on the on the flip side of things if you think of a guy like sting right uh sting hasn't had a singles match in in aew and there's a reason for that you know I don't think he can necessarily carry a match like that I think he wants to. Um, he wants to end up uh, just uh, the, the, you know they, they they do the tag team stuff and that's fine. It, you know he doesn't have to carry the entire match and he can pick his spots and do some crazy shit and everyone will, will, will go nuts. But he doesn't have to work 15 minutes, for instance. I think that's fine. Maybe this is something they can do with The Rock next year. Maybe The Rock just doesn't want to do anything with with WWE as long as Vince is around too. Because I posited this a couple of weeks ago or on a recent show. Maybe it was last week even. Maybe The Rock doesn't want to be around here. Any of the Hollywood guys or Cena or with with, with Vince back in the picture. Because Vince is a liability. Vince, you know, the, the Hollywood guys, the guys who are Hollywood now, they're all playing on a different field. They're playing on, you know, completely different sport at this point. One that will tear them down if they're, You know, if this starts to spread that, oh, wait, they're working for Vince McMahon who has multiple sexual assault allegations pinned against him and he's doing all this bullshit. and Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe they don't want to go back and be associated with this and risk their career. The Rock for the whole, you know, for the Black Adam stuff, Black Adam turned out to not be a successful enterprise for... Uh, Warner Bros. Discover Bros. Um, in the aftermath of that, we see the DCU being torn torn down, right? For, from you know, bunch of stuff being canceled and things being rewritten, and Zack Snyder being pushed out, and and James Gunn being brought in, and all this reimagining of of stuff. And you know, we're gonna do some new shit. And and The Rock was pushed out as well. You know, The Rock was tossed out of this too. So, I'm thinking of all of this, you know, and I'm scratching my head. And I'm wondering, maybe, you know, he, he got a taste of bad publicity here because there were hit pieces put out there. There were shit, there was shit leaked to the trades about you know, Dwayne, you know, under promising things he never delivered, and you know, being difficult and so on and so forth. He's had a. A bit of a rough go as far as bad publicity recently. Maybe he doesn't want to touch that again. Maybe he doesn't want to poke the bear. And I think that makes a lot of sense. I think it makes a lot of sense. So maybe there's that that factors into all of this. But look, this is going to be the talk. This is going to be the talk into WrestleMania season next year. We're not done with The Rock. As far as Stone Cold goes, And again, here's the important part. We're both talking about wrestling in both of these guys cases. That doesn't mean that The Rock won't show up. And we got to be we got to latch on to the words that are being used here. Neither guy is expected to wrestle at WrestleMania. It doesn't mean he won't show up. Well, it doesn't mean Dwayne won't show up. It doesn't mean Steve won't show up either. But Steve doesn't want to wrestle. And I'm wondering... Steve is not as Hollywood as the other guys are. Uh, you know, the other guys being Cena, Dwayne, Batista. I, I I would suspect Batista is completely done with wrestling. By the way. But, um... I'm looking at all of this. I'm looking at Steve Austin coming in. I'm like, maybe he, maybe he understands more about his legacy than a lot of his peers do. He looks at his WrestleMania match from last year, where everyone had nothing but praise for it—just a a fun brawl, tossing Kevin Owens around. A fun moment. A good. A great way to finish off Night one of Wrestlemania last year Having Austin just being a Just having a great brawl And maybe he's like You know what I'm going out on that high This is how This is how Anything else I could be risking it But this is a perfect encapsulation Maybe maybe more like Okay we're done We're good You know kind of thing I'm like It could be he could he could just be sitting around going you know what trips you could be offering all the money i want you want i don't want to wrestle because what i did my final match with kevin owens if that's how i go out that's perfect because he's seen some of his peers not having that type of luck having that great final match He, he he's no fucking dummy and he's a pro wrestler before anything else so maybe he's just like, well, yeah, I don't want to do it. I can't do it. I just can't do it. Wouldn't be surprised at all. It Would actually be really smart of him to do that. Makes me happy if he. If that's if that's his his thoughts. Again, there's no reason for him to not show up. He can show up. He can do a, an angle. He can do a little a little beer throwing party. That's fine. It's Wrestlemania. It, you know, this this news disappointed a lot of people. This news disappointed a lot of people, but uh, what are you going to do? It disappointed a lot of people, but, you know, the thing is, is that, you know, I, I, on one hand, I'm like, this is, this is fine because we should be putting more emphasis on the current roster regardless. And WWE fans need to learn to let go of the past. But on the other hand, I'm like, well, it is WrestleMania. WrestleMania is not about wrestling matches. It's about moments, events. It's the spectacle. So you want to have the hot crowd. You want to have people reacting. You want to have people say, my God, what a great memory. This is what WrestleMania is about. So I can understand why a lot of people are disappointed by it. And why it, you know, maybe it just, it it bops WrestleMania on the chin just a little bit. And they're like, well, we can give you another Stone Cold match, you know. Funny they didn't secure CM Punk. Or did they? Before I preview uh, the uh, NXT card this weekend, we did get some surprising news today coming out of uh coming out of the uh the the weekend not the weekend but coming out of gcw today that was a game changer wrestling announcing that kota ibushi was coming to the collective this uh wrestlemania weekend so ibushi is going to kota ibushi is going to be at uh the collective wrestlemania weekend um this uh just very shortly so he's probably going to be wrestling all over the place um it was since confirmed by New Japan Pro Wrestling that Kota Ibushi's contract is officially expired and it has not been renewed they wish him the best so on and so forth so Kota Ibushi back to being a freelancer doing what he does best just going around popping up everywhere and wrestling matches so I look he had promised he had said, I, I promise is a strong word. He had said he wanted to do a documentary on everything that happened in his New Japan tenure in the last few months, where you know things had gone sour and you know how pissed off everyone was at him. He was at everyone, and so on and so forth. All the I do not know if that's ever gonna show up. I know, I know there were people trying to talk him out of doing it. Um because this could easily be something where he could not only just, like, be a, a be a problem to himself, but he could easily burn bridges where he didn't realize bridges existed. You know what I mean? So, uh, he hasn't mentioned it, he hasn't talked about it, but, you know, he's officially a free man as of today. So, showing up for the GCW card was like, okay, here we fucking go. And he's going to do, for the collective, he's been announced to be on the Blood Sports show, which is, oh, he... Uh, he is going to hurt someone so bad. <laughs> someone's going to get fucked up. And he's doing uh Spring Break show. That's what's been announced for now. He'll probably be taking other bookings. And that means that in March, he's going to be in North America. So, <laughs> who knows what's going to happen, right? Uh, all very interesting stuff. I find it interesting. If we put on our tin foil hat, all of a sudden... Uh, All of a sudden, you know, Kota Ibushi is released from uh, New Japan. His contract is not renewed. And then suddenly, Kenny Omega's visa issues for reentering the country have been settled. Hmm. Uh, That's uh, a... Isn't that... Hmm. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, no, we're just being... That's a tinfoil thing. But although it could be... Could be proven to be true but still look uh I am look uh Koda Ibushi signing a contract from for with new Japan a couple of years ago was a shock to everyone because this is a guy who never wanted a contract he didn't want to be buckled down somewhere right the, the legendary story is that he was offered a contract in WWE but he outright refused said no I, uh you know I'll work for you but not with a contract and he said well you're not gonna work for us if you don't have a contract he said, all right we're not working together as simple as that he wants he korea is you know he's he's a unique guy he's a he's he's a he's he's a bit of a nodball in a very very charming delightful way uh he's always uh he's always done things his own way um he's uh you know to the to the beat of his own drum right so i'm you know, never formally trained in any dojo. He just like he just went out there and was like, look, I'm I'm just gonna wrestle. I'm gonna be a fucking great wrestler, and you're gonna wanna hire me and I'm gonna make money like this, and that's what he's been doing. So he's he's gonna be back to being Kota Ibushi. He's just gonna be back to being whoever the hell he wants to be, uh wrestling wherever he wants with whoever he wants, against whoever he wants. And he's starting with GCW. Apparently, they're getting him first. Well, now. Bring him into North America. Let's see how this goes. But uh, yeah, he's a free man. And, you know, if you've been listening to the Mr. Warren Hayes show uh, for the past few months, this should come as no surprise. We all knew his contract was running up, uh, that it would not be renewed. So this is. That's why I'm not, like, sitting here and, you know, going, breaking news. This is the biggest news of the day, Koda Ibushi. No, we saw this coming. We knew this was coming. Had the opposite. Had a. Had a twelve-hour contract negotiation happened, and and he had decided to sign, um, had happened. That would have been big news. But now it's just confirmed. Big news is that he's hitting North America up. He's going to be at the collective. Brett Lauderdale has to be happy, happy, happy. It, those shows are going to be sold out. It's going to be, and here's the cool thing: if you are a Fight Plus member Like your boy All the collective shit Is included in that It's not even No extra bucks To chill out What a fucking bargain I am I'm am, I. There, There's no point In going anywhere WrestleMania weekend I'm gonna be at home I'm just gonna be at home I'm gonna be at home And I'm not leaving the house And I don't know Who's gonna do the laundry I don't know Who's gonna wash dishes There's too much wrestling it will be too much wrestling all right, let's wrap up this. Let's wrap up the shindig. With a preview of NXT Vengeance Day. just happening this weekend. February 4th. From the Spectrum Center in Charlotte, North Carolina. The Spectrum Center is a... Uh, a, a, a we're, we're going back to basketball arenas. We're, don't call it a takeover. But we're heading back to basketball arenas. the nba's bobcats the charlotte bobcats is that a team i didn't even know what happened to the hornets (laughs) this is how disconnected i've been from the nba and you know what what's happened to the what's happened to the the no the charlotte hornets oh no they're still there why the bobcats what's the nba's bob the nba's bobcats Charlotte Hornets still exist, right? Yeah, of course they do. And the AHL's checkers. So it's a basketball arena. Um, We'll see what kind of business that does. This is going to be, this is the first uh, NXT 2.0 stadium show. Uh, Not stadium, arena show, excuse me. Because uh, everything has been happening within the the the, the vault, the uh, <laughs> the um, the warehouse, the CWC. Do they still call it that? No, they probably don't. Right? The Capital Wrestling Center. They don't probably don't call it that anymore, right? Um, as you may know, I am a casual viewer of uh, WWE's product, so you know, as, since I am their target audience. I will be able to speak with uh, much uh, with uh, with aplomb here, and uh, you know, excited to see what is going to to happen moving forward. First of all, we're going to have a NXT Tag Team Title Fatal Four Way Match, where champions The New Day will be taking on Pretty Deadly versus the Dallas team of Mark Coffey and Wolfgang versus a yet to be determined team. That is probably being determined as we speak right now on NXT because I'm recording on a Tuesday night. Um, I mean, this is a way to get the titles off the New Day, I guess. Have they done really anything interesting in NXT? Have they been needle... Because look, I'll tell you one thing. I enjoyed... uh, I enjoyed the previous pay-per-view, which was not Halloween Havoc. I thought it stunk. What was the other one? The one after that. I can't remember, but that they had the the they had the 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 pretty deadly oh uh, deadline uh, the the countdown stuff with the with the fun new stip show a stip match right Um the new day, and pretty deadly had a fun match on that. I enjoyed it, so I'm excited to see what's going to happen. I haven't seen Dallas wrestle since NXT UK. I don't know who the last team was but I, this is clearly a setup for the New Day to lose the titles, right? So I I have I don't know what to expect out of this match outside of the New Day losing the titles. Carmelo Hayes takes on Apollo Cruz in a best two out of three falls match. I hate this straight off the gate because this is going to be what a 15 minute best two out of three falls match. Come on. Now. You you remember you remember a couple of years ago on Raw when they were, they'd cut to commercial, they'd, they'd have two out of three falls matches All the time, every Monday So that they could cut to commercial between falls, remember that? And then we get this sprint of terrible two out of three falls matches This is what it's hearkening back to me here Like Apollo Cruz, Carmelo Hayes, mid-card uh, uh, feud Best two out of three falls, it's gonna be a 15-minute affair this makes no sense. I hate it already. And Jesus Christ get Carmelo Carmelo Hayes, Carmelo Hayes out of there. He has to win this, right? He has to win it. It's not as if Apollo Cruz is this hot prospect anymore. He's been burned, burned terribly. There's nothing that there's nothing that comes out of Apollo Cruz that generates any interest or any aspiration that oh well, finally this might be his moment. There have been a dozen oh this might be his moment moments for apollo cruz and they all fell apart not necessarily on him i think he's a talented wrestler i think he's been the victim of bad booking i think he's been assassinated his character has been assassinated uh because of the terrible shit booking that just makes it that apollo cruz is extremely difficult to care about it's not because he's not talented because who cares This is a sign of nothing. Is this supposed to be meaningful for Carmelo Hayes? I don't know what the build is here. I look at this and I'm like, all right, whatever. Two out of three falls, Cruz, Hayes. Carmelo will probably wow us, and that's what I'm expecting. Carmelo Hayes should win. And we have the NXT Women's Tag Team title match. Katana Chance and Caden Carter are taking on Fallon Henley and Kiana James. I'm sure there's some deep lore here to make this all make sense. Here's one thing that I'm surprised: Katana Chance and um, Lacey Lane, uh, fuck, um, Caden Carter. They've had the they've had the belts for 183 days. They've had them longer than Toxic Attraction had during their run. Well, okay, so they've def- at least they've been defending. Have they been defending? Yeah, they've been defending the titles. Like it's not as if it's been, it's not like the Toxic Attraction run. What they had the titles, they had the titles for 180, 150 some days, but they had like three defenses. See, they had two defenses. They lost on the second. They had the titles for like half a year. You know, they have five defenses under their under their belts. Ha. Huh? Um. Yeah, I don't know. Fallon Henley, Kiana James Kiana are those the are, are those the wannabe porn stars? Is that, not the wannabe porn stars, but the you know the 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 people that are in skits that are shot like uh like porn skits? Is that that's the thing, right? Um, I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see how Caden, Caden Carter and Katana Chance and Fallon Henley and Kiana James have progressed in WWE's developmental system. How about that? North American title match. No gimmicks, no ladders, no nothing. Thank God. Wes Lee defends against Dominic Dijack. Apparently he's just called Dijack. That's great. And uh they should rule and i'm excited to watch uh, dominic dijack wrestle in a big time match again i think this is going to deliver i think this will be the best match of the show i'm excited this this is one that i'm like yeah all right this should be good this should be great actually uh good contrast in styles and and Dijak does good in those types of situations and this is a guy who has been um whose career has stalled because of shit creative and shit booking and, uh, and I wish people would recognize that more. Because this guy is amazing. And by no fault of his own. You know, this great place where they have great creative and great stories for everyone. And this guy's career is on a standstill because of this. Yeah, this is, this is the match that I am most looking forward to on this entire card. NXT Women's Title Triple Threat, this is the match I'm curious to see how things are going with Roxanne Perez, the champion, NXT Women's Champion, defeating again, uh, defeating, fighting, putting her title on the line against Toxic Attraction, or at least what's left of it, Gigi Dolan and J.C. Jane, J.C. Jane has been on an upswing, she has been improving tremendously, so that I'm I'm excited to see. Uh just how far this has gone. I've always liked Priscilla, Gigi. So I think the story here is that they've been teasing toxic attraction splitting up, but not really. They've been like swerving. I'm just I'm ready to see some. I'm ready to see the. I'm ready to see Roxanne go here, I'm, and I'm very, very curious to see how to see how JC Jane comes out here because she just might be out of the toxic attraction dissolution breakup. I don't know what else you want to call it. Uh, she might be the one who actually survives it the best out of all three. Well, of course, Mandy, you know, hit the bricks, but um, she's a good prospect. Roxanne is great. So this should be fun. I'm very curious to see how this match is going to turn out. And then in the main event, Steel Cage, Braun Breaker, the champion, will be defending his NXT title against Grayson Waller. It is time to take the title off of Braun. It is time to put it on Grayson Waller. I became a Grayson Waller guy at the uh at the deadline show. Uh, I he made that match. He was a perfect heel. He uh, he is head over heels, he was head over heels, anyone else in that match, he is a fantastic wrestler, a great personality, full of charisma, he's a fantastic heel, um, the Braun Breaker experiment did not work, if you ask me, I, you know, I think everyone was really excited at first because of his look, because of who he was, because of his energy, but I don't think it's ever translated in the ring, and people who watch NXT and who I talk to, uh, who I talk with, in that regard, tell me, no, it doesn't, you're right, Warren, it doesn't translate in the ring, we watch the show every week, and there's a disconnect, there's just something that's not there, Um, and, you know, on top of that, look, if you want to talk a little business here, you know, Braun Breaker has not been, you know, the ratings grabber, he hasn't been generating business, I don't see people spilling over the streets with, uh, or in the arenas with a Braun Breaker merch either, I'm not saying that Grayson Waller is, is going to flip the switch on all the uh, on on all those fronts but you know this one thing with this one guy is not working out so maybe we should just shift over to another guy and try that out and I think Waller is fantastic on top of Waller is much more of a total package than Breaker is and I think how long has Braun Breaker had this title? let's let's take a look here Let's have a little look-see. He has had the NXT Championship for 303 days. And this is a second reign, right? Yeah, it's a second reign. Like, he has had this title for a total, as of today, as of this recording, 366 days. We're good, I think. I I don't know why anyone thought that this was... he. I, he's not the guy. Not yet. He, but look, everyone tells me, oh, you know, it's developmental, Warren, don't be too hard. Well, okay. I'm not going to be too hard. I'm not going to be too hard. But you know, right now, he's not doing anything for the brand. On a business aspect, he's not driving anything. And I think he's flat. I think he's his connection with the audience is manufactured, if anything else. Like, he just had support from creative. I was like, this is the guy. This is the guy we're pushing. Okay, Grayson Waller's next. I think Grayson Waller is going to be much more interesting. I mean, this is what they should do, right? This is what they have to do. They have to have uh, Waller have his moment. He had a, he has a fantastic showing all the time. So yeah, I'll be checking that out this weekend. And then on top of that, there's some new Japan shows happening this weekend. We've got uh, the New Beginning in Sapporo shows that are taking place um, without breaking down the entire card night. There's two nights, night one, uh, the uh, top three matches. we got an IWGP junior heavyweight tag team match. Catch 2-2, two, two, the Francesco, Akira, and TJP uh, combo. The champions will be taking on Duki and Yoshinobu Kanemaru from just four guys. I don't know if you saw that the released merch for the just four guys and the t-shirt went, went, is really written just and the four and guys. And I'm like, and I burst out laughing when I saw it because again, like they didn't think this one through. Like, oh, we're just four guys. Yeah, but you're just four guys. Like, I don't think, I don't think we anyone is expecting you know, I don't think anyone is expecting gay icon Yoshinobu Kanemaru to come out of this. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, we are also getting Tai Chi versus Will Ospreay, which should be a blast. This will be Osprey's first big singles match since, uh, since Wrestle Kingdom. Taichi's going to step up this this is going to be sneaky good. And the main event is Shota Umino versus Tatsuya Naito continuing con- continuing to consecrate the uh uh the uh, the push of Shota Umino into that upper stratosphere of wrestlers in New Japan. Of course, this is all happening in uh, in Sapporo, of course, at the uh, Hokkaido Prefectural Sports Center. That's on Saturday on the 4th. Then on the 5th, night 2. The matches that interest us here are the are Hiroki Goto and Yoshihashi defending the IWGP tag team titles against the TMDK. Combo of Mikey Nich- Nichols and Shane Haste. I wouldn't be surprised at all if they strapped the belts to Nichols and Haste. I think Gato wants the TMDK boys to get a push I think they want to be established as a uh, as a strong faction. Of course, Zack Saber Jr. is currently the World Television Champion. I think it makes sense. Should be fun. Should be should, should be fun. You know, I I know there's a lot of people who are really 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 high on Bishamon on Goto and Yoshihashi, and they're a fine little tag team. But I am not as excited. I I, I I'm I'm not as hyped on them, as a lot of folks are. Let's try some new stuff. Like, this feels like a new, fresh start for New Japan. Then let's let's go with TMDK. Let's try some stuff out, right? Speaking of TMDK, the New Japan World Television Championship is going to be on the line. Zack Sabre Jr. is going to be defending against Tomohiro Ishii. And it's going to be great. Uh, there's no two ways about it. It's going to be great. It's just going to be great. Zach is... Uh, being positioned as a top guy in the company tomohiro ishii is one of the greatest ever he's one he's he's going to be remembered as one of the best pro wrestlers to ever do it because this guy has elevated so many people and has, has been the crucial component in so many great matches with great wrestlers guys who have in many aspects transcended him but he has always been this stalwart Fucking great pro wrestler. He's in his mid-40s and he can still go. This is going to rule. And the main event. Hiromo Takahashi will be defending the IWGP Junior Heavyweight title against Yo. I don't see a title change happening here. I see more of Yo being excellent though. Again, I can't hammer this home enough how insane it is to me that three years ago we were clamoring for the show singles run back when they were a team where three years later show was in the mud doing fucking house of torture nonsense and 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 and, and um just dragging his career whereas yo was having a a resurgence had a fantastic Super Junior Tag League with Leo Rush feels reinvigorated. Now, singles match against Hiromu. What are we even doing here? This should be good. That is the Weekly Wrestling Inspection. But anyway, don't forget that in 20 days and a little less than four hours, Okada versus Kiyomiya at the MUTO final show, final goodbye, the final last for real, truly, we're out of here, goodbye show, don't forget, that's also happening too, lots of great wrestling happening this weekend, and I hope all of you enjoyed this edition of the Mr. Warren Hazel. if you're still here and you haven't already on YouTube, give the video a like, if you don't mind, I would appreciate that a great deal, plus subscribe if you want that's also great five-star reviews on apple podcast five-star rating on spotify all that stuff is fantastic and helps out a great deal in the meantime i'm going to wish you all a great rest of your week enjoy all sorts of professional wrestling i will be back on thursday for the AEW dynamite uh, review show hope you're there we'll see you next time